Hi, welcome to Great Heart's Table. Mike Cosper's Christianity Today podcast, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, has been both fascinating and troubling. One of the themes of the podcast is the corrosive impact of the American love affair with growth. Size validates everything and covers, unhappily, a multitude of sins. And no matter how easy it is to mock Mars Hill Church, that conviction never seems to go away. This idea that pastors are supposed to grow churches will occupy us for a few weeks here. I should add that Cosper closes out his final episode with Over the Rhine's All My Favorite People Are Broken, the song with which we open every episode of Great Heart's Table. What can I say? It's a great song. I'm glad others think so as well. So welcome to the table as we consider the pastor as the visionary. Sunday morning, I was visiting my daughter's church, listening to the pastor, a friend of mine, preach. I was taken aback when he addressed me directly from the pulpit. He said something like, there's a question that pastors dread being asked. Randy, tell us what that question is. He could confidently have asked that question of any pastor. I nailed the reply. How big is your church? It's no mystery that pastoral value is often measured by church size. Few admit it, but we all feel it. It's sad to me, but not surprising that my friend is no longer a pastor. This expectation of growth forces many pastors to inhabit a skin that is not their own, a skin they look to shed at the first viable opportunity. This emphasis lies behind a second and related question often asked by those assessing our churches. What is your church's vision, we are asked. Where do you see your church going in the next five years? These questions are unsettling because they arise from this idea that a pastor's vision for a church is to be a vision of growth. It's assumed that a pastor's job is to impact a church's measurable metrics over time. These assumptions are not valid and often deadening to the heart of the pastor. Oh, many pastors certainly do think in terms of growth. When asked to envision their church's future, they form images of Acts 2.41, which says, So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. These pastors thrive as visionaries of growth. But others, given freedom to dream, land on Acts 2.42. That is, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and the prayers. These pastors long for a sustainable, loving, deep community. But to those asking, this latter vision is often insufficient, naive, and invalid. And so these pastors conjure up an answer to placate their inquisitors, all the while wondering what's wrong with them. Nothing's wrong with them. What is wrong is the fundamentally erroneous view of the pastor's calling, and it's driving us mad. Early church growth theorist C. Peter Wagner observed a difference in pastoral gifting between those he called shepherds and those he called ranchers. The shepherd cares for people at street level. The rancher manages the institution. Growth is not the passion of the shepherd like it is to the rancher. 
To note these dispositional differences is helpful, but to imply that one is of greater value than the other is not. And yet, pastors who grow churches receive the laurels. Pastors who merely shepherd a flock do not. Those wired to be shepherds are expected to be both shepherd and rancher. Shepherds buy this illusion and try desperately to inhabit the rancher's skin, and it wears them out. Our size-drunk culture sees the shepherd's dreams as invalid and inconsequential, and often in the way. A recent online post on church leadership took note of these distinctions and notes sweetly that shepherds, quote, are the ones in the trenches with coffees and funerals, discipling and weddings, one-on-ones and late-night calls, end of quote. Well, that to many sounds like being a pastor, but the author goes on to say, I cannot begin to tell you how much I honor them and revere them, as he then proceeds to marginalize them. Shepherds implies this pastor, whose church, quote, has grown to over 10,000 active attenders, end quote, under his leadership, according to his church bio, need to get out of the way. Uh, Pastors hear such things and begin to believe them, but it's a lie. The call of the pastor is not to grow a church. It is and always has been to give care to God's people. The fruit of the pastoral calling is never quantifiable. The shepherd's pastoral vision is to create a space where Sally no longer feels alone or where Peter's doubts are genuinely listened to. It is for a community that worships and prays together. Shepherds think in names, not numbers. And that is the way it should be, though it is rarely honored. I can't change the way the culture thinks about your calling, but perhaps I can help you embrace your calling as valid. The primary biblical vision for the church is that the sheep be cared for and loved and protected, and if you're doing that, you're doing a good and proper thing no matter your church's size. This is the skin you are meant to inhabit. Wear it well, no matter what you are told. You are a pastor. You are a shepherd. So when asked, what's your vision? To answer with, to be devoted to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers is, in the end, a pretty grand answer. Great Hearts Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. I hope you will email me with comments and questions so that I can better know you, and I hope you'll subscribe and encourage others to do so. Thanks for joining us at Great Hearts Table. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a left to loneliness, there's a place to find forgiveness called home.